Hello and welcome, creeps, to a new episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm the host of the show. If you've never listened before and you don't know what a creepypasta is, how did you find it? That's crazy. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Creepypasta is a virally distributed internet story. The etymology is sort of complicated. Uh, Go to Know Your Meme and look it up. That'll explain it for you. But basically, all you need to know is it's spooky stories that are kind of like, hey, I heard from a friend of a friend that this crazy thing happened to this guy once. Uh, But it, it never happened to any guy. There was no friend of a friend. Uh, it's the, just horror stories. So I have um, two guests with me every week, and this week is no different. I have with me returning guest, voiceover artist, Philip Corso. Hey, how's it going? Hi, hi, thanks, thanks. Ah, oh, jeez, Phil. <laughs> and brand new to the show, I have cartoonist, podcaster, and author of Candle Cove, Chris Straub. Hey, everybody. It's Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're I'll thoroughly let spooked. let them answer. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Roll, we'll wait. We'll roll a d20 for how fine you are. We'll yeah. look directly at the camera and wait for them to point to the TV screen and tell us how fine they are. Yeah, I'll sense it. I can feel it in my bones. In each bone, I know for oh, sure. Oh, that's, ve- that's very creepy. We're off to a very creepy start. With yeah, uh, there's they're, nothing they're doing bad today. Bones. They're doing real bad today. <laughs> oh, oh man, they got bummer. terrible bones. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> their, their bones are very bad. Okay, so we got a suggestion. We always get suggestions for creepy pastas, and this week's is. I, I figured I'd dip in dip into the old well of suggestions uh, rather than make my my uh, guests come up with with something for me. And this week's is Captain's Log from bogleach.com, which is sort of like a, a general horror website. They have a creepypasta competition every every so often. Uh, and this was suggested by... Well, the Google Sheet's not coming up, so... Uh, it was suggested by someone. Thanks for by suggesting the ether. it. By the yeah. by, you just you scried it. That's how you got oh, is it. That, that's what Ethernet means. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Brett Gammons suggested this. Uh, I think that was from Facebook. So, Brett, I don't know if you're listening uh, or if you're just some... I wrote down your name for no reason, but thanks for the suggestion. Uh, Chris, why don't you get us started telling uh, what this story is about? We're talking about... So, we're doing Captain's Log, right? Yeah. Uh, so, this one was on bogleach.com. I read it just before the podcast, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, it's about a, uh, a mission in space told uh, epistolarily uh, via the captain's log about a uh, uh, an extended, very, very extended space mission in which the uh, astronauts don't have to worry about the duration of time it takes to get there because they have nanomachines to repair their bodies. So they're not going to die of old age. They don't have suspended animation. And they're just hoping that they've got enough to do on the trip. And of course they don't. And they turn to other ways of entertaining themselves. Mm-hmm. Are we going to dig all the way into the twist? Because it's not exactly what you think it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. go. This, this one is one that hinges on a twist. So, uh, go read it beforehand. I know that no matter how many times I say that at the beginning of an episode, there are people who just don't want to read any of the stories. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Some of these are, are kind of gross and too spooky. So, internet at your own speed yeah be fine listen audience you do you so yeah let's uh let's dig into the uh there's sort of like a 
Yeah, let's stick into the big twist, I guess. Okay. I, I liked this twist before I deliver it. So the twist is that, you know, they discover that they love chopping each other up and, you know, playing with their guts since they can't die. Um, so the, then the writer of the log is, is distressed at this. They want to make sure they do the mission right. And then you discover, uh, that, uh, it turns out that these guys are actually greys and they're not humans. And, and this is the reason why greys come to earth and, uh, uh, mess with humans. It's because they have been, uh, betrayed by their technology and they actually, uh, have forgotten what they're doing here and they just take pleasure in, in torturing us. It's a kind of yeah. a cool mechanism that is, is uh, that he's described for forgetting. It has to do with the nanomachines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting it to be some sort of uh, something like Alien or Interstellar, uh, both uh, sort of tense space movies that deal with what happens on a long trip, but it kind of, uh, it didn't really go there. Yeah, they turn out to just be the... Uh, your your gray aliens, your grays, because uh, uh, the it didn't. I didn't actually get it right away. I'm like, oh, they they came to Earth. Uh, that was it. I'm like, oh, they came to Earth and they keep torturing livestock. Uh, and then I I scrolled down in the comment with someone was like, oh, and I was like, oh, clever, clever. Uh, so the the whole explanation behind cattle mutilation, uh, not the band. I think that's a band, probably. Why not? Uh, it is now. Somebody said yeah. that's yeah, the definitely. one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's the, the explanation for why they are, why, why aliens mutilate cows is, but they ran out of memory because yeah. they have nanomachines that fix their bodies, but not their brains. I really like that a lot. I, I, I like the whole, like, they're not mutilating the cows on purpose. Like we have been thinking that they are, they're just doing it cause they're crazy. Like they yeah. went insane. Yeah. I like the, uh, the, the sort of idea that. We, we are always so scared of aliens because, like, oh, they're so much smarter than us. They figured out space travel and they're, like, conniving and they're studying us, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, in this one, they are, uh, just, like, immortal goldfish. Like, they don't remember what they're doing and that's yeah. the reason all they have is their base instinct. Like, oh, cool, my body heals. Let's <laughs> pick it apart. Yeah, it's a, that's unnerving. Who's uh were you were you down with that twist? I enjoyed it. I thought it was it, I mean, I think it needed that twist because it's I mean, when you're reading creepy pasta, it's almost a given that it's like well, you know, I hope everything goes well. Oh no, we all started <laughs> taking dark pleasures. Right. Like, you know, that this is actually what's inside all of us. So I'm glad that there was something additional and not just, guess what? We love torture. Cause if it's, yeah. if I'm reading this as a scary story online, yes, I assume we're headed there. And it's not my favorite turn. <laughs> Yeah, I like that they don't they don't get too gross with it. They're just like kind of like ah, they like tearing tearing each other up because uh, I mean, if that is the twist, you gotta go full bore like a Russian sleep experiment, uh, which gets like super gross because the entire point of it is to be super gross. But yeah, I also don't really I don't like the gross ones, uh, and I, I like that they they added something to it because uh, I'm I've got like halfway through. I'm like. Okay, it's Event Horizon. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah, like, it's Event Horizon without the portal to another dimension. Uh, okay, fine. But, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad they, they, 
Actually, is there is this credited to an author? It I, is. Uh, it's not Bogleach. It was submitted by Elliot Avery. He's got a okay, blog as well. He's right there at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so good job, Elliot Avery, for not giving in to the base instinct of a, a creepypasta author and giving us a little more to chew on here. Yeah. Um. I and I re- I really like the peak that it reaches in grossness too, which, I, if you ask me, is where he like talks about how he cuts into his own body and like reaches around in his own. Like that was just like. Ugh enough for me send like the shiver up my spine and then it sort of comes down from there yeah it's uh it's the it's got that that hellraiser like the the pain pleasure uh same yeah. thing feel because yeah. he even describes the guts like uh like genitals right yeah as if they were secondary sex characteristics is what he yeah says, which is yeah that's that it just adds another layer of ugh, creep like creep gross vomit yeah, to it using like incredibly unsexy language yeah. to talk about yeah. uh this yeah. This, yeah, it's 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 uh it's yucky, but not because it's like ah we we got so bored we started building sculptures out of poop and pee, <laughs> which is uh kind of the where you expect it to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I liked that it was Earth and that they the only indication you get is uh the natives have five fingers. Why do they need that many? Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, if we want to be, you know, ice cold about it, you could say, well, there's that Twilight Zone episode where, you know, the little tiny spaceship is harassing that woman in the cottage. And then at the end of it, it's like, that spaceship's from Earth. And the woman in the cottage was (laughs) never, you know, she wasn't a person. She was just a giant on a planet. Although how funny that everybody on that planet looks like a giant uh, woman (laughs) in a cottage, I guess. Uh, That's, yeah. But that's fine. We, you know, these these pieces are are allowed to be used and i can still credit it for being a cool idea yeah i mean at this point it's just kind of like it's a trope you expect it to be remixed uh like there's a superman story that does the same thing uh like it goes to the distant future at the end and uh the sun has turned red and it turns out earth was krypton all along and they sent superman back in time and not across space right it's like okay that's yeah it's like uh, there's a bunch of examples like it didn't even uh it it like barely registered to me um like that seemed like a background detail that it was earth mm-hmm. uh and then when i figured uh when i figured out when a smarter reader when Bogleach uh Bogleach themselves told me uh oh no it's uh, it's about cattle mutilation i'm like oh there it is <laughs> Yeah, they now, do. He does bury the lead. Like he does take. He doesn't come right out and say, "Well, I guess if you haven't figured it out by now, <laughs> we're not people." Yeah, I liked. I enjoyed. He had the little detail about the, their osmium deficient uh, environment, and it's <laughs> that's like, why yeah, their eyes are white. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty neat. I like that. Uh, see, I'm I'm kind of a dumbo. I didn't get that either. <laughs> I I was just like I figured it took me until the fingers to figure it out. Like, oh yeah, but unnerving ghostly white with dark retina and pupil is yeah, that's a human eye. I yeah. imagined a monster eye with that description, but that's not accurate at all. That's our plain old regular classic. <laughs> 
eyeball. And then that, it, it, that made me think, when I read that, it made me think back to when he said, and I remembered feeling weird about it when I read it, um, I felt a man's eye burst in the palm of my hand, cold black humors running between my fingers. Yeah. And it's like, ah, yeah. so he's just I talking thought, about their eyes are black. I actually thought that was like a lazy poetry at the time. Yeah, You know same. what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, very, that's I'm what used it feels to reading, like reading it. Yeah, creepy pastas are like, they take a lot of liberties just to be like, what's a scarier word? Ow, like, everything is a dark icker and it's like all right not necessarily (laughs) but yeah Yeah. it was good it makes sense that the humor of the eye would be yeah okay uh now the one the one detail we haven't really touched on is the captain's log uses a time code which i was not able to parse Mm. uh uh, chris you have a you're a little more science minded was that any familiar notation to you or is this just make-em-ups no i think i mean uh, given that there's a, a little bit more effort put in this than I thought. I now would think, well, maybe there's something that that's there. Uh, I think it's I think it's seconds, kiloseconds, megaseconds, and gigaseconds. Must be, yeah. You're oh, right. yeah. that so makes like a, sense. A gigasecond is like a billion. I actually looked all this up earlier. A gigasecond is a uh, a billion seconds, which would be just under thirty-two years. Would be one gigasecond. That's nice. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. I would have yeah. been satisfied with garbage. Like, they, he could have put any time <laughs> code on that. Um, and then, you know, I think the way I would have done it was make, was like make the time code base, you know, 13 or some nonsense. And then yeah. only use numbers that make sense until toward the end when you start seeing stuff creep in that is not, that's not our number system. But yeah, same, same difference here. I originally, I thought G's was a gravitational pull. I thought, oh, okay, they must be entering some atmosphere when they hit two G's or whatever. But whatever. That's just, that's just detail. <laughs> I think that, I think it was effective. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was really cool. I really liked the, the whole time and like it just like sort of the format of the, the journal entries. It lent it, it, it lent like a nice feeling, you know, especially like the first three where, you know, it's, um, 26, you know, you see them go a full month, right? They say at the beginning, we're a month out of the solar system. And then the next one is, okay, we're out and it's been a month. And then there's a significant time. It goes from zero G- GS to two GS. And that's like mm. significantly longer. And, and by the third one, they're like, we have already done everything we can. <laughs> Every yeah. permutation of of every single like enjoyable activity. Yeah, that's crazy to me. You'd think uh, over back on on gray Earth, they would have like you know measured the length of time for how long it would take to watch all those movies and books and video games. Yeah, and been like, oh, this is right. like three hundred fifty years worth. We should right. send five times as many at least. This yeah, is like but- the only part of the of the story I don't buy. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make as much sense, but it's okay because we wouldn't get a story. Now, here's a question. Were you scared of this story? It didn't scare me. Mm, eh, I mean, uh, uh, I got spooked out a little bit, uh, but that that makes for a good transition because at this point I always do what's the spookiest part. Um and I think I'm gonna have to steal from Phil and go for the, uh, the part where the author, uh, the, I guess the initial captain is talking about like, yeah, I also enjoy the torture and cutting and stuff. It's, it feels pretty great and I'm way upset about it. Yeah, I like that very much. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was the, the most effective horror. Because uh, rather than it being the, like, sneering, like, oh, we're all just evil deep down, it was more uh, someone wrestling with the idea that, 
he has some some evil uh foul urge yeah like he let it in he's like no i get it i get the appeal <laughs> phil what about you what's the spookiest part well it, it's either that or i also like in like the titles of each of the entries um how it's captain's log for the whole you know the whole time and then it once that guy atomizes himself it turns into like acting captain's log uh, and then, and then after that guy goes into hypersleep, when the next one, when they wake up, it's second acting captain. Is that hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. And then they never address what happened, what, like, what happened to that first acting captain, I don't think. Well, it's the, the first captain atomizes himself, right? And then acting yeah. captain, oh, acting captain just succ- amnesia succumbs to the neurodegenerative amnesia, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then second acting captain goes to sleep and doesn't wake up. And third acting captain goes on from there. There. Yeah, and, and then he su- also f- succumbs to the for nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, he's he's still going like millions of years later or whatever that <laughs> is. Chris, what about you? What's the the spookiest like aspect or line of this story for you? Um, I guess I mean if I am not allowed to choose that one, which I which I do feel is <laughs> is really strong because it makes it. You know, it's insidious. We like to believe better of ourselves. This is also a, a um, I feel like it's a line to walk in any of these, these short horror stories where, um, the author is too eager to say that, you know, deep down, or like not even deep down, but just like you, you rub a little bit of the shine off of any person and all of a sudden we're all murderers, which I also yeah. don't believe. I like the idea that he, he was like, you know, I checked it out and, uh, that's, that's okay for me. Uh, to me, of course, I always like the, um, the stuff where people repeat things and they don't know that they're repeating it. So the fact that the, some of the log entries yeah. repeat and the idea that the, you know, the, the, uh, the mental state needed to write an identical log when you had already done it and forgot you did it, I think is very interesting to me, uh, where you would actually be able to, to, uh, to shunt your memories into the exact same spot as they were in a previous condition and not be aware of it. I think that's that was very effective. Yeah, I like that. We actually, uh, Phil, were you on the the strangest security tape episode? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, we, we covered an episode maybe two months ago that had a very similar twist where someone was like reliving at the same hour of time and they checked their their tweets or blogging you know it was a it was a no sleep story they were checking their reddit updates and they saw 934 the same update 1034 the same update 1134 mm. the same and yeah that's uh that always kind of gets me i really like uh like especially when there's a realization when like this the person here is like oh i just looked back over the previous entries oh god help me mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess we've, we've thoroughly, is there any final thoughts on this story? I think we've, we've pretty thoroughly, uh, deconstructed it here. I think if people haven't read it by now and they listen to this, then I guess they don't need to read it because we kind of wrecked it <laughs> yeah, for we, everybody. Yeah, we but... picked it apart. <laughs> yeah, I've, I like to think of these episodes as companion pieces to the story, but I know for some people they they are replacements. Uh, I've just kind of had to make my peace with that, I guess. I think um, you're allowed to consume media in any way you want, and that's okay. Like, I've heard a lot of good stuff about um, the, the movie Hush on Netflix, yeah. and uh, I didn't 
didn't have an I mean I really want to go back and watch it properly but I only I I, I skimmed it I did myself maybe a disservice because I didn't have time but I really wanted to see what was going on and uh, I mean I can't say like oh, I loved it because clearly I didn't watch it right. but I could see that it was <laughs> extremely well done like I really yeah. did like what I what I saw and I think that's okay you know yeah, maybe there, there, you do mean, what you can there are a bunch of different parts that you that you did see right you saw some of the shots you saw some of the cinematography yeah. you saw the colors yeah I used, saw that like yeah right yeah I saw I could tell that it was really effectively done I'm not saying that's a good substitute for not actually seeing it yeah <laughs> but so I, I, I wouldn't claim that and I'm not an expert on it now I have to kind of uh, get get in that mindset for video games because I just I don't have the time of day uh, to play all of them because there's so many video games, mm-hmm. uh, and I just have to accept like eh, maybe uh, maybe the first hour of Alien Isolation is enough to think that's pretty good. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it. Yeah, that one's uh, it takes kind of a while. Uh, or like. Uh, Lots of people watch Let's Plays instead of... We're the Let's Play of, of Creepypastas. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you muttering for about 15 minutes until, oh, huh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, ooh, huh. oh, that's far spooky. Oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Category opposition. <laughs> Uh, so I guess uh, we buried the little bit, little bit here. Uh, the audience probably figured it out by now, but uh, Chris, you wrote um, the creepypasta we covered in the very first episode of this show, uh, and I know it's a it's a lot of people's favorite, Candle Cove. Oh yes, I did. I did it long ago. Oh, was that like two thousand seven? Two thousand nine, actually. Two thousand eight, okay. two thousand nine. Yeah, and um, this. Uh, go back and listen to that episode. Also, go read the story. Uh, this is one that uh, the I think the the key difference is there's no way you'd ever come across Captain's Log and be like, "Oh, is this is this real?" Like, mm, no, it's like obviously outer space stuff that we don't have. Uh, but the the verisimilitude of of Candle Cove, I think, is uh, sort of one of the solidifying factors of the creepypasta genre. Um, and I, I think that, uh, a lot of the, the form has kind of coalesced around that. Um, was this, uh, an intentional choice, uh, for you to try and make people think, like, maybe this is real? Or were you from the outset being like, nah, I'm writing a story. People are going to know it's fake right away. No, I wanted, I like, I'm not interested in hoax. Like, I'm interested in, you know, unnerving. Just because it's, um, I feel like a story can be unnerving without it being like, oh, but I think it was real too, though. And so I get kind of annoyed that, this um that this form seems to thrive on uh i mean i get really irritated because i felt like candle cove was out of my hands for a long time because people would basically lift it and not put my name on it and then act like it was a uh a real thing potentially and and trick everyone uh which was not my intent but then if that hadn't happened i don't know that it would have proliferated as far either so it's a it's a double-edged sword um yeah but i didn't want it to be like that like i wanted it to be like no this is a short story don't worry about it. It's not like if you go to see a horror movie and then like there's the last scene, dun, the end, and then the credits start to roll. Nobody's like, what? People made this? This is junk. I hate this. Why would they even show this? 
So I had comments on, I do a couple of um, uh, short horror uh, films on my YouTube channel called Local 58. And the first one I put up had sort of that quality of like, is it real? Where did this come from? But then there were credits at the end and somebody commented, you know, take that off and you got a winner. It's like, no, it's a story with people who, with things that were worked on. Like, I'm not going to take that off. It's, it was a short film. It's not supposed to be a trick. So I, uh, I don't know why that's, that's so necessary. It is sort of a natural, a go-to form. I've always liked that kind of story, like the letter, letters written back and forth and you have to pay mm. attention to the timestamp and things like that. Now, how do you feel about, um, uh, it's the, I'm going to provide a specific example, but it's more of a general idea. Uh, I saw this movie. I watched a movie, um, a horror movie every day of, uh, October last year, which is, uh, why I started this show. Cause I kind of had horror on the mind, uh, that month. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the movies I watched was the sacrament. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like a horror movie out of the Jonestown situation, uh, where it's this crazy religious, like uh so far gone christian cult um in in like the jungle of africa uh but at the beginning it's presenting itself like it's a vice documentary mm-hmm. like they have vice branding on everything and the guys are like we're reporters from vice and we're going to go check out this crazy cult um oh so they really use the term vice is it with their yeah. go with their go ahead i guess uh yeah i guess so like they s- said like we're vice um but oh, then funny. 10 like 5 10 minutes into the movie when the opening credits roll it gives shows everybody's real name in the title of the movie oh. now for me i would have rather they waited to the end and kept the verisimilitude like it's a found footage of a lost vice documentary mm-hmm. uh do you have any any thoughts there or no problem like even even if it's a uh, mockumentary style just right up being upfront about it i think like you know mockumentaries uh maybe get a pass a little bit just because of what i am going in expecting to see but since so much of horror depends on being off balance i feel like that's kind of a mistake uh with the understanding that i mean it's still their choice yeah. Um, but I feel like it, uh, since we're trying to surprise the audience, maybe hold off until we're done being surprised. <laughs> so yeah, that seems like they're kind of cutting their own juices out for no good reason. I don't, yeah, that's, that would, that would kind of affect it for me. Yeah. Would... Cause even the idea that like Blair Witch was the big one where it was like, what is, was it real or not? And yeah. I saw it, um, I saw a bootleg of it, um, at a friend, like I watched it on a friend's like laptop when it came out, um, when it was still in theaters. And so I saw it in like a, a prime, uh, setting to believe maybe it is real. But then it's absurd to think that they would show like, maybe we're going to go ahead and put the deaths of some real people in the theaters and make some money. Like that tells you yeah. it's not real, but you yeah. like the uncertainty of like, well, I don't know. So that yeah. Kind of that kind of kills it for me that they would that they would throw away the vice conceit right away. Yeah, I wanna I wanna suspend my disbelief uh, a little bit at least because like um uh but also the uh, producers of Blair Witch Project ha- had the actors like not give any interviews like mm, that's maybe a little far. Like, as soon as the movie's over, I'm willing to be like, oh, let me go find out what these actors and these fiction makers are up to now that I'm out of this space where I could maybe believe 
that all of this happened. Right. right but in this case, it's it kind of like what's what's taking me out of it. It's like it feels like they're slapping their own hand. Like it, it feels kind of weird. Like they're saying, "Here's this thing," and then just kidding. Title. Um. Yeah. yeah it, it feels like they're. I'm confused now, which is I don't think what you want somebody to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's gonna do it for for this episode of Creepy Podsta. Uh, Phil, do you have anything anything you want to plug? Uh, no, you can get me on Twitter at at Sora Agrees. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Well, no, the Gospel of Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, still, yeah, I, uh, you always forget to plug I, that. Well, yeah. For any of you out there who are interested in both creepy stories and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, um, you can go to thegospelofmark.info where you can email me to maybe if you have a church you like to go to and you'd like to see a one-man theatrical performance of the Gospel of Mark. I know that. I have that. I can do it. So just send me an email, baby. I've heard him do it. I've heard him muttering the uh, <laughs> the word of the Bible, Bible under his breath Bible at parties. Yeah, just my breath, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Chris, I'm sure you, you're you up to a ton of things right now. I'm all over the dang place. But you could find me at uh, chainsawsuit.com primarily. And if you are interested in any of the of the horror stuff I'm doing, um, I just started updating Brood Hollow again, which is a horror adventure strip. Uh, my elevator pitch is uh, Tintin goes to Innsmouth. Uh, so it's Lovecraftian, but fun most of the time until it's not. Uh, and also um, my YouTube channel, which you can see at original.chainsawsuit.com. And I have a, a um, I've only got two episodes of Local 58 up there, but I have another one in the works. So it sort of follows on the same type of found footage, like, you know, maybe stuff you were not supposed to see as a child uh, type of thing. More uh, unsettling than, like, there's no gore. It's just, like, uh, something we don't want to believe that other people are into. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those those videos are, are really good. Um, and um, you, I'm Jeff. I'm the host. You know that. You can find me on Twitter at j 3 fk at weaponizedlanguage.com aka funtimes.online um <laughs> you can follow me there email me jeff at funtimes.online uh i'm gonna say if you like this show you're definitely gonna like brood hollow go read that it's great uh and also uh chris you did like uh maybe five six episode little video series where you talk about some creepy pastas oh uh, scared scared straight no, scared, stupid. scared straight is my program to help keep kids clean i go to prisons and <laughs> that's a different one yeah. you read them creepy pastas yeah so they don't like do whoa boo you're gonna get some marble hornets tonight in your bed <laughs> Uh, no, I, it's called scared yet. And I haven't updated that in a while, um, but I'm right now I'm doing it as, um, a panel at PAX. So if you happen to get out to any of the PAX shows, there are four of them in total, three of them in the continental United States. Um, that is where I'm, that one is sort of is living as a, as a horror and media, uh, discussion. And those, episodes, those panels make their way to YouTube as well when, when I get the audio all set up and all that. Um, but yes. I am very interested in creepypasta and what makes them good and and bless you for examining them because I ran into a speed bump doing that series where I was like, I'm going to check out every creep of creepypasta. And I had very little good to say about a large number of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I try to avoid crapping on them. We've only done one episode called Crappy Pastas, where we covered Squidward Suicide and uh, Jeff the Killer, just because they're very popular, but also Ugh, terrible. Man, I can't imagine. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> 
Uh, but I, I generally, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever gonna do one of those again, cause I feel bad, like, making fun of something some 14 year old wrote 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. yeah I don't just tear anybody down, you know? People are giving <laughs> yeah, it's their, unfair. Their best go, yeah. Right. People let them, you know, that's a writing exercise. I'm sure Jeff the Killer was like a kid who was in a bad couple months at school. He's like, I'm going to write one where I don't get bullied anymore. You know, yeah. I just, he, that's for, that was for his diary. Like we somehow, the internet got to read it. Like he posted it somewhere. But man. All right. Guys, that's, uh, that's our show. Um, uh, tune in next week. And, um, remember, we're collecting another specimen today. <laughs>